Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Anytime during my 10 years I could do this. That's power. That's power. Here's the snap. The ball is down. The kick is up. And it's gone! Wolfpack wins! It's time for the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. Here's your host, James Curl. All right, folks. Welcome to Medios and the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. We've got a great crowd here in the bar at Amedios. Lovely to see everybody that's here. We hope you will come on down to Amedios and check out the show at some point in the near future. We are rapidly running out of uh, regular season basketball games, unfortunately. But um, uh, with that in mind, we do have uh, a game coming up this week, tomorrow night actually, against uh, Clemson. And the folks at Amedios here want me to remind you that you can come catch the uh, Clemson game here in the bar at Amedios and get half price pizzas. So if you're looking for a good place to catch the game and um, root the uh, team onto a much-needed victory. Uh, come on down to Amedios, catch the game. The, the tip, I believe, is a 9 o'clock tip. So, uh, you know, you've got plenty of time, I guess, to show up, grab a little food, and then, uh, you know, catch the game. Um, but uh, please do so. Support the folks here at Amedios. And, of course, uh, you know, as the regular season winds down, that means that the ACC tournament is going to be uh, soon forthcoming. Again, Amedios is a great place to uh, catch the tournament. So please uh, patronize the folks here at Amedios because they take good care of us each and every week, and we love bringing you the show. And uh, you know, next time you're here, just you know, mention that you uh, thought about coming to Amedios because of the podcast. It always helps us out. So uh, we got a good crowd this week. Uh, Ernie Myers is with us. How are you doing, sir? I'm great. Great to be here. Good to see you again. And uh, seated to his left is Lauren Brownlow. How are you? Great. Good to see you again. Uh, you know, it's been. Your, your appearances have been a little bit sparse recently, but uh, I'm well, glad. Well, now that they stopped playing Monday games around here, that's, you know. <laughs> I'm still getting used to this whole big Monday nonsense, but. Um, yeah, get out of here with that. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, and Austin Johnson is here. How are you doing, sir? Great. Thanks for coming. Your microphone needs to be on, sir. Nope, doesn't need to be on. <laughs> um, I'm great. Thanks for having me, James. Yeah, the power of your voice can carry over the masses here to Medios, I'm sure. <laughs> no. There's some great ambiance. There is, there is. A lot of good folks uh, here having a good time at Amedios. Uh, all right, well, man, what a what a crazy week this past week um, in basketball for the Wolfpack. Um, you know, uh, we had the big win, of course, in Chapel Hill, and then uh, Saturday's result. I went ahead and uh, just kind of, in the uh, interest of brevity, decided to go ahead and just kind of pre-record my thoughts on the, uh, the BC game. No, no, Mm-mm. so... Mm-mm. No, 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 no. What is that from? Hell no, no, no. I refuse, no. It's Tracy Morgan. It is Tracy Morgan. Can anyone guess the movie? Cop Out is correct. And uh, I use that as a soundbite somewhat ironically to cop out of having to talk about the BC game, I guess. Um, 
let's I don't know. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's get it out of the way so we can <laughs> <laughs> rewind the clock and go to talk about happier things. Um, man, I just we were talking before the show started, as we often do, and just when you think you've got this team figured we out, just come in and sit down silently between all no, of us well, and turn the mics on. That's that's your usual I mo, mean. Austin. But we, we we do like to have a good time uh, before the show starts. Um, we were talking about how just there's no real easy way to put your finger on this team, and it's been that way almost from the jump. No pun intended. Um, you know, they have been a team that's been very difficult to figure out. Maybe not quite as good so as uh, Miami at certain points in the year, but uh, you know everything was there for the team. You know it was laid out after that win against Carolina to just simply go up to Boston to take care of business, and they did. You know as I saw several people refer to the most NC State thing possible, which is lay an absolute egg uh, and get thumped by the Eagles. So um, which is insulting in its own right, and then to have it because I heard that and I was mad on on the behalf of State fans you know like okay can we not you know do this like okay the, they're the not nar- gonna the lose narrative of, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. and then what do you know <laughs> right yeah you're you're we know our we know ourselves what can we say um, <laughs> no yeah, but I like mean, other people were saying it to like people that right. weren't you know national people and like even some local people oh and that be the mo-? i'm like oh okay huh, uh, that's funny <laughs> and then look what they yep. do yeah well yeah, it's just an up and it's just a roller coaster ride with these guys. It's like, uh, you know, you, you think like, okay, Louisville, that's going to be a tough game. They, you know, and they just blow Louisville. So they, they, they get you back up like, yeah, yeah, this is a great team. And they are, they are, you know, they just get up for certain teams. Mm. It just seems like they just get up for when their back's against a wall type team. Yeah. But when you're playing against, you know, uh, you know, the lower echelon of the conference, I guess you could call it the lower grind of the conference. It's mm. like, these guys just don't uh they don't come through. Yeah. You know, and it's tough, you know, you got to I know they get up for the games. I know the coaches, you know, giving them all the, you know, pregame and yeah. you know, getting them ready for, you know, uh, to see, you know, what the team does on offense and defense or what have you is just you know, uh, that high of uh winning against Carolina just seems like a a, a big low. Right. You know? It's like a yeah, it, really? It, Did you really do that? <laughs> I mean, in a lot of ways, it does feel like it, it negated and almost, you know, eliminated. Not, it, it certainly didn't erase history. Uh, the, you know, the game in Chapel Hill did happen, but it, it did suck a lot of the good feeling, you know, about this team after that win that, that everybody was having, you know, and, um, it, it's, it's tough, you know, um, you do, Lauren, back to your point about, you know, wanting to kind of, you know, rewrite the story about this team and its historical, you know, um, you know, history of following up big wins. You know, you want to be able to, to say, okay, well, we didn't at least this time do it and have that happen enough times to where it doesn't become right. a thing. Uh, you know, it's going to take several times of that happening to kind of erase that, uh, storyline. And but that's, a, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, and and I guess you know, Clemsoning in some ways has that own some sort of storyline where it's going to take you know a lot of times of them not doing that to kind of do away with that. But um, you know, when things like Boston College happen, that's you know where you're left, uh, and and you're kind of left shaking your head, and you know, adding credence to that theory that just they just cannot handle prosperity. I don't even know if it's a prospect. It's just this team is woke. It's never found any level of consistency, good or bad. Mm-hmm. It, it, it never decide if it wants to be a bad team or a good team. And it's or just like kind an of, okay team. Yeah, it's just kind of vacillated between that all all season. I mean, I, I told you guys this before the show. The team hasn't won two games in a calendar week since November. Mm-hmm. 
So it's never been a consistent team. So we can't be super surprised that it went out and kind of laid an egg right. on you, Saturday, especially given it noon start in Boston, not a big crowd, I assume. The TJ Graham excuse. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's an excuse, but it's the, I mean, it's I definitely I mean, how many other there. ACC teams went in there and did the same thing without some uh, <laughs> All yeah. of them? Yes, yeah, really? all of them <laughs> is the correct answer. All of them this year. Um, they're just the the in the effort level is inconsistent. I think, yeah. especially defensively. Um, yes. And I don't know if that's a product of when the offense isn't going well. The energy they didn't level play, sinks. They didn't. It's not like they shot crazily well at Carolina. They played excellent defense. That's why they right. won the game. Right. And yeah. that was not Absolutely. there at all. I, I think BC shot like 60% in the first half, somewhere around there. Yeah, probably higher. I think yeah. it got up to like 64 or 5 or something. I don't know. Whatever. That yeah. is not the product of good defensive effort. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't I guess, care how on fire they are. Right. I don't care. No, there's, there's no excuse for that. Yeah. Hanlon is not Marcus Page, I guess. <laughs> well. I mean, he's uh, no doubt he's a great offensive player. Oh, yeah, for he them. is. But, you know, we were getting killed you should by be able to He had 39 the game before that, I think. Right. But they lost. Right, yeah, and, and that was the difference. We were getting killed by guys like Heckman and uh, – Dennis Clifford. Clifford. You bigger. hold down Meekson and Bryce Johnson, and you can't stop Dennis Clifford. And well, I loved – Austin, nice I know kid. Clifford's a big uh, – uh, He's you're, great. You're a big fan of his. Uh, I'm glad he's finally putting together a fully healthy season. Yeah. Yes. The big red dog is uh, producing uh, – Big white Clifford, center. the big white center. Oh, okay. Come sorry. on. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but I just worry about this team because when you get into tournament time – there's no. You have to win more than you, you, one game in a row. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. I mean, you, you you one win and you're out. You know, you might as well not play the next game. I, I don't know. It's just, you know, they got to get up. But but they're young still. I mean, you still yeah. look at them. They are young, even with the you know, uh, with the seniors and they're still a young team. Yeah. You know, so they're learning still. You know, so uh, you know, I don't know if Lacey's going to be back next year or you no? know. You don't think so? Yeah, I don't think so. Really? But, uh, really? Interesting. <laughs> I kind of assumed you would, but I yeah. didn't know. Uh, hey, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah, that would I hurt, that would hurt them to lose them both. He's good, right. not that good, sort of. I mean, I, I don't think he's a he's not a first round pick. And if you're not going to be a first round pick, what? Unless you hate school, where are you going? Well, you know, when you look at the NBA and you look at how the, you know how they draft in the NBA, and and, and I think Lacey is a, a little long in the tooth. <laughs> right, right now. exactly. Oh, you know, right. So guys, so like a, a Zoe Brown situation, a little oh, bit. Oh, exactly. You know, guys start thinking, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna be 20, whatever, and I I, I, I want to test the waters." Okay, that's yeah. just that's just my. I don't have any inside baseball no, on no, that. No, no, no. So, so uh, he, um, I know the NBA allows you a certain like you're given one year to go to tryouts and come back. Has he didn't exhaust that when uh, he was at his prior stop? Correct. I I, I don't think he I don't think he yeah. has, but. Um. Uh, yeah, he, he he should be first or second team All ACC. I think this season, It'll even be, with the, you I, know, I, I don't have a vote, but um, right. he'll probably I end up being team. second. Yeah, yeah. Lacey. Just I a think, lot on first. Team I think right I now. put him on my. I I sort of looked at the say. I think he ended up on my third. There's just, uh, fifteen teams, five teams that are much better than the other ten. Uh, they eat up a lot of slots real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's a, and, and yeah, it's there's not an eight-team ACC anymore. In an eight-team ACC, he's a, he's a second or first-team guy. In a 15-team league, it's it's a lot tougher to find. It's not hard to find ten guys who are having better years than Trevor Lacey, which right. is no offense to him. I'm am just saying. Yeah, 
and unlike TJ Warren, you know, Lacey's, you know, production can kind of, you know, yeah. dip, right. dip and rise. That's the only issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, it's uh, I, I would I would have to say right now, as of uh, you know March second, I would be surprised if Lacey left to go to the NBA. But uh, you're far more plugged into the program than I am. Well, so. I don't 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 say it like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> but uh, sources. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just. He's speculating. Somebody, yeah, I'm definitely speculating, but okay. I, I just see it if, you know, he has a good run in the ACC tournament. You never know. Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. You know, it's still, it's still a lot of basketball to be played. I mean, he's physically, you know, as ready as he's gonna be. I would assume. Yeah, he, he is. I mean, he's he's a nice side guard. He can play point. You know, he, you know, he plays hard and he, you know he takes big shots and you know so hey, other guys have left with less. In the league, hey, no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, really, well, losing him would certainly be a, a huge blow to you know the team's chances next year because obviously they'd lose Ralston Turner as well, and then you start looking at you know who are the shooters on this team, and it's a pretty slim list. So right, um, I don't know. Uh, let's let's not think about uh, any more <laughs> possible <laughs> discussion for another time. Let's yeah. stick to the negatives we know, which is uh, Boston College. Um, yeah, I, I, speaking to the defensive effort in that game, and, and I think Coach referred to in his post game, he felt like the team didn't have a lot of zip, a lot of you know energy. Um, I, you know, I don't know, I, and I don't want to be point fingers guy, but um, you know, is that on players more so than coaches? Is it a is it a shared combined everybody let themselves down uh, game? You think? Yeah, uh, I think so. I think it was a, 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 just a total. You know, after that Carolina win, and you know, you say, okay, we we played them on Tuesday, and the game was Sunday, uh, Saturday. You know, but there's travel, and you know, and it's fanfare, and it's you know, it, it takes a lot out of you, especially that defensive effort that they had. It was the best defense yeah. that they had all season. It was spectacular. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you hold Carolina to 46 points in their building. Yeah. That is historic. <laughs> you know, what I mean, so. Those guys were um, pretty tired, and and then dealing with fans, and you know, and, and absorbing all that victory and and all that love they got. I guess, yeah, you know, it takes a lot out of you, you know, and to travel up to uh, Boston to 20 feet of snow and and try to eke one out in a, you know. But what can a coach do to insulate his team from? The I think Godfrey. I, I think Godfrey, and and even guys, uh, Trevor, after the game on TV, he said, "Hey, put this one. Let's tuck this one away." And he's, they said all the right things. They t- yes, they did. Yeah, they said all the right things, and the coach said all the right things, and uh, it just. But then you get home, and there's a crowd of people waiting, cheering you on when you walk off the <laughs> right. bus. So and, it's all those jerks' fault. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm gonna assume that they didn't sleep a ton that night. Uh, I, I would imagine they <laughs> did. I don't. Uh, after many Carolina. The victories that I've been in, it, it was hard sleeping after those victories. It is, and, and I'm not trying to. It is unfortunately because they've had so little success against Carolina. It is rare and special thing to beat Carolina these days, and it, it's probably tough not to feel that from the fan base coming from oh, the fan yeah. base. Even if it, you as a player aren't aware of that so much, the fan base is, and, and it it comes out. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a shared thing, like like you were saying. I mean, yeah, the, the co- I, it's the coach's job to figure out how to motivate them and push the right buttons to get them to duplicate that energy level again. Um, and then it, 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 and you can't say this, but it is kind of hard getting up for a team like Boston College after a, 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 a huge victory like you just had. It's like going from the highest highs to the lowest team in the league. I mean, 
and, and 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 you know they still have good they have good ball players. I mean they have some great ball players on their on their team. They've had, they've had worse teams in the last two three years. Yeah, right. yeah, you know, and um, you know you fly up there and and and, and you get caught in the bus saw and, and and they get a big lead like that. It's it's tough to come back. And I imagine when they jumped out to that huge lead, uh, everybody, I know I was, and I'm sure everybody in Wolfpack Nation, including the, the players on the team, were probably thinking, uh, man, we can't let this happen. And then you maybe oh, start to tighten up a little bit. Absolutely. And when you start seeing it happen, it's like, okay, here we go again. Right. You know, we, you know, we got to play catch up and, yeah. you know, we got to, you know, we got to press and, and, you know, and, and then next thing you know, you're already tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're already tired and it's, and we all know the history of, you know, the lack of success following a win against UNC. I'm sure they heard that stat at some point or another, too. So Everything is wide open now with yeah. the Internet and what people are, you yeah. know, saying. And the, and the weight of history can be pretty heavy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm not saying that they did look at all that stuff or mm-hmm. it was said to them or what have you. But I know coaches, you know, they tried to, you know, calm it down. Guys didn't go real berserk after the game and you know running around on the court like they you know just won a national championship or something you know no but, no they didn't yeah they that, didn't they that's didn't what do that. struck me too because i was like you know what it's they, they've handled it well like they're gonna be fine and mm-hmm. you know yeah well uh let's hit the rewind button a little bit and pretend like saturday didn't happen and uh let's uh go back to let's put on our uh, imagination cast um uh, State travels to Chapel Hill, a place where, of course, they have not had much success at all. Um, you know, they last won in Chapel Hill in 2003, and you know whether or not you put much stock into it. Uh, you know, it, they, that was the Matt Doherty uh, era of UNC, which um, some some might criticize you if you view that in a different light than the traditional Carolina um, history. But we all know that Carolina under Matt Doherty was not quite the Carolina that they usually are. Uh, so it was 98 was the last time that a, um, you know, a dean or a gut coached, uh, UNC team fell to NC State in their own place. So, uh, there was a lot of history saying that, you know, things would probably not go State's way in this game. And, and man, they showed up and in very much the same way that, uh, Boston College just took control of the game against us on Saturday, State did to Chapel Hill, to Carolina in Chapel Hill. And, uh, I mean, that was just, that was as dominant a game against Carolina as I can ever recall. That was a, a dominant game against anybody. I mean, yeah. you know right. I mean? And, uh, you know, on the road, yep. you know, for a, a road win, I was really like, wow, these guys, if they could just put that in a bottle and drink it, uh, <laughs> you know. And, Which uh, obviously they could not. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they, you know, have, they hold But Carolina Godfrey did say he was going to go out and drink something, you know, at the game. <laughs> yeah, raise the glass. <laughs> Yeah, they He's hold Carolina. glass up, you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah but it, it was unbelievable. I 18 mean, points in the first half is just, it was the, they, it was the fewest points in the game they ever scored in the Smith Center. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 18 points in the first half, and then you think, okay, well, Carolina's gonna make their run, and they did, but, they did uh, make a run. Yeah. Uh, That's but state, state, yeah. Yep, I mean, can we, can we credit Godfrey for calling this three consecutive timeouts? <laughs> oh, which absolutely. Seemed, which seemed in the moment like pure desperation, and it was. Uh, yes, but it worked. Like it, and it, it did. did just enough to keep that thing from turning into me like with a twenty. You? You're, you're literally trolling lead. me with this. Do you well, not think it helped? Do you think I it oh, mach- absolutely. I think uh, yeah. it, I think it did. I hate machine gun timeouts. I do well, too, but fashion. I think it. I think Everybody it was, didn't it? But he knows his team. Yeah. So he it's knows magical. his team, and he and he called those timeouts, and I, I was like, <laughs> that, awesome. 
I, don't I was thinking if this is a close game at the end, you got one timeout with 12 minutes left. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the Monday morning so, quarterback. You know what? It worked out. Yeah, it worked out. I it mean, worked. Sometimes so it works out. If yeah. he didn't, he was an idiot. Because if worked. I remember correctly, it was those three timeouts, and then wasn't there like a TV timeout yes. stacked in on top of that? So there were two TV timeouts. He called a Bazelic Memorial timeout. Yeah. yeah. So there was he actually called so many Jamie timeouts. Jamie called two of those yesterday. I wanted to strangle him. He called so many timeouts that the uh, TV timeouts happened back to back. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it kept us from bleeding out. And, you know, Ralston hits a big three that kind of, you know, points-wise, stopped the bleeding, if you will. And uh, I was know. going to credit the Way players. to stop a run, though, with timeouts. You know, I mean, it's genius. If they're going to give you five, you might as well use them. I mean, most of the time you go home not using them all. So, see also Roy Williams. I just have a general dislike. Well, you know, he has a couple national titles. I guess he doesn't know what he's doing either, though. Like, like I have a general dislike of the notion that a timeout is magical and stops a run. He needed three of them. Clearly, they're not magic. I don't, I don't Hey. So what did he say? Something different in the third timeout? No, probably the players he, just got it together and got collected. And no, yeah. do you not think? Do you not think they're valuable though, in the sense of, especially in uh, someone else's building, in the sense of sort of stopping the momentum of both the building. Well, it didn't. It didn't stop the momentum. The you needed three to stop the momentum. But eventually it worked, right? I yeah. mean, are, are you saying? Are you saying that sans those timeouts, you think the game plays out the exact same way? I don't know. Okay. But I'm saying I don't think it's predictive is what I'm saying. No, it's well, not no. necessarily. They, but, I oh, mean, there are plenty of times they don't work. I just felt like in that's that what particular I'm saying, circumstance, but it, it happened to work. I, I mean, know. I don't know. Those well, were, I think those the guys the took them serious. The guys, the team took them serious after yes. the third timeout. Like, dudes. <laughs> listen, guys. Listen. <laughs> I'm only going to one more of these. I'll call one in 30 more seconds. <laughs> don't make me do that. Yeah, but yeah. it worked. Maybe he should have called four in the first five minutes of the Boston College game. Yeah, where were those timeouts? <laughs> maybe that would have stopped the run. Maybe hey, hey, maybe. I mean, maybe he should have did that. Maybe <laughs> maybe he thought his guys were, you know, uh, Boston College guys were rarely North actually Carolina need them guys. at the end of a game well, anyway. there's that. You know, the talent level was a lot different. <laughs> yes, it was. That is factual. No, but, yeah. yeah, in all seriousness, they were very poised, and they kept it together, and they, you know, they made plays, and that's what – you know, that was what was impressive to me. They looked like Virginia, by the way. That's what, that's what they played like in that Carolina game. That was Carolina's lowest possession game of the year, slowest game of the year. Yeah, the, they um, deliberately slowed the game down. Which sort of, although Trevor Lacey told me after it was that, and they were also, you know, they said Carolina played good defense, which I I thought for the most part they did. They just hit shots. Mm-hmm. and But they, you know, they, they got the shots they wanted, ultimately. They were going to work to get the shots they wanted to be patient and not take a quick shot and play into Carolina's transition game. Right. That, I think that was, you know, they, at no point, that they seem eager to get out and run and try to beat Carolina right. in transition. Which is smart. That's that's good coaching. Yeah. That's what and, I was impressed with. And then they didn't let the guy that's supposed to beat you beat you. Yeah. Right. You know, they kept him in check. He only had, what, two points or something in the first half? Yeah. He only and had he, one shot in the first yeah, half. Yeah, exactly. That's so, what you want. Yeah, that's what you want. You, you don't let the guy, and I don't want to go back to, <laughs> to the, the Boston College game. Oops. But, yeah, you don't let that guy beat you. Yeah. And, and I thought on the last show that if we kept that guy under 18 points, that we had a shot. Because when I saw that freshman, um, uh, what's his name for Carolina? Jackson. Jackson just, you know, they let he's not used to he yeah, yeah, he's not used to winning games. No. You know? right. So I knew that would lay yeah, And exactly. he made a and couple, not, and but he didn't And that's not his role in that, on yeah, that team. Right. It's, it's not his not. role. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was smart. It was a great game plan, and that's what impressed me about it. Yeah, and 
of course, the defensive play of B.J. Anya down low was incredible. That was what I was going to say. To me, the biggest difference between those two games, mm-hmm. you don't have to BJ. look any further than his B- stat line exactly. and his game. It, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if he – no, I'm not even going to go there. But <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't know what happened. You have piqued my curiosity, sir. You know, oh. I don't know what happened with B.J. I mean, it was like, what what is going on? I mean, it's just like two totally different ball players. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then it, and then you flip the calendar forward, not to go back to painful memories, but Saturday against Boston College, he was definitely that's not what, the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the difference. Yeah, he, he was like Patrick Ewing, and I mean, yeah. vintage. He was fantastic. Patrick, <laughs> you know, and blocking shots and intimidating guys. And, Bothered and, every shot they took. Yeah, yeah and, like, and I looked at the interview, and Bryce Johnson said he was blocking everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm like, this is. You know, this guy, he, he, you had to look around for him. He was blocking everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, I mean, BJ was blocking everything. Yeah, because Bryce, Bryce said after game, his, his arms just kind of, you know, they're so long. He's like, you think you got to look, and then all of a sudden his arm comes out of nowhere. And, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, as they always say, that, you know, once you block a few, that suddenly starts to put yeah. a little bit of doubt in the minds of them, you know, scoring around the basket. He caught and, one at the top of the square. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's yeah. what I'm talking about <laughs> right there. And his, his physicality, just in the way he defended on the block even, just like he just, he bothered yeah. them with his size a lot. Oh, oh, without question. And he made an, a concerted effort to rebound after yeah. getting the defensive stop. Yep. I think sometimes we see BJ swat it. And <laughs> yeah, he'll yeah. leave his man to swat, or, or you know, he'll he'll swat and then someone not gets recover. The, yep. Right, someone gets the loose ball rebound and scores after he yeah, you know, yeah. blocks a shot. So, um, yeah, kudos to BJ. I mean, not for trying to put it all on him, but that was the biggest thing that stood out to me when I was watching the two games. Was mm-hmm. like he was just not a factor at all in Boston College game at yeah. all. But he was probably the one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest one, yeah. in the Carolina game. He's yeah. the only inside defensive difference maker they have, really. And, and if he's not going to come and play defense, then they don't have much interior defense. Well, unless I mean, the, he's you know. one of the biggest in the conference. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. you, you, I mean if he's not yeah. half that guy, then it, it, they're going to have trouble winning. Yes. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm trying to think of who else we really have down low that plays, you know, Lenard does fine. He's he's more of a rebounder, though. Right, right. yeah. I was going to say his role is more you know, rebounding, and of course. But he Kyle. plays hard, usually, and he's just not a scorer, and he's not physically as much of a difference maker as BJ can be. Yeah. I think right. Kyle could be a much better post defensive player, but. Um, he's just so. He's like such a stretch four, though. It's not. Right. Yeah. He can post up, but he's so. You know, his game is so, like, it's weird, right? Uh, it's it's it really rank it, him as the worst weird, defender right? just, of the his, big guys. His game is, when you see him, he's athletic, mm-hmm. but he kind of he lumbers up the court. <laughs> he you doesn't know, play athletic. He plays athletic. Mm-hmm. He gets up. He, he you know he he got spring off the ground he and get a pad dunk. Yeah, yeah he, he, I mean he's athletic. You but how many at points does he even score in the paint? Uh, how is he translating that athleticism? I mean, he takes a lot against of against Boston shots. College. He had a lot of points in the paint. I, Fair, he did. <laughs> I mean, the most majority of his points were in the paint, but um, sometimes he gets happy on this. You know, he thinks he's going to be a stretch. Sometimes, yeah, stretch majority of times. Uh, you know, he he wants to shoot those jumpers. Shoots, you know, stretch out and 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 shoot those jumpers and 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 when they, and when they're going in, we're like, yeah, you know. But right. when they're not, it's like, dude, you got to give it up. You know, post up or. Play some defense. I mean, use those yeah. legs, those bouncy legs he has, yeah. and, and get some blocks. And 
And he did that against Boston. He had a couple of blocks. He he, he, yeah. he played he played well. Credit to him because he hadn't played in a while. Like he didn't play. I mean, he played some against Carolina, but not a ton. And he hadn't been playing very much. So no, not at all. And and and, and to come back and 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 it's still. You know, he's always been in the game, though. Yes. I mean, his mind and his head is in the game. He's not sulking. He's not, you know, uh, you know, he's not going to be one of these guys that's going to be a, you know, a bad seed in the locker room type guy. No. Or, you right. know, after a win. So I, I, I applaud him in that. You know, um, he seemed to handle the benching yeah, pretty he well. Fine. Right. As well as you can handle a benching. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know you don't want I mean? a player to be fine with it. <laughs> no, you, you, right. don't to, you don't want to be fine with it. You know, you, you want to have them, have, want them to have some intestinal fortitude about it. You know, and you, not to just say, okay, coach, you know, you want to get back out there when the coach give you that time, show him that, you know, he was yeah. wrong. You know, right. uh, I really want to play, um, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just need to keep Kyle from trying to show the coaches that he can, you know, hit. 25 footers. <laughs> yeah. Or, no, it's more like the, eight, it's the 18 That's footers that are the problem. The long twos. Oh, yeah. If you're going to shoot a three pointer, shoot a three pointer, Kyle. <laughs> and, or don't shoot a three pointer. It's easy for you to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to give the UNC game short shrift. Uh, you know, I feel, no, they played very well. Yeah. I, I, I want to extract everything I can from this because I feel <laughs> like. You know, I, I, I said on Because tr- on, in the process, we were like, yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable. It yeah. was like. Wow, you know these guys are really—they really came to play, and they, yeah. you know, they're really going to do this. And, they, and 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 it was the best I've seen this team play all year. Yeah. yeah. And I guess the most maddening thing is that you know you see glimpses of what this team can be when they play consistently, you know, at that level, and it's what's going to make you know the selection committee's decision that much more difficult whenever it comes time to keep this team in or or out or well, send them to Dayton or. A lot you know. of a lot will probably be decided this week. I mean, mm-hmm. for being honest, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah how, absolutely. How you, yeah. How when you these play games it. do okay in Greensboro, and you're you know you're probably in good shape to avoid Dayton. If you don't do that, you're sweating it out. <laughs> if, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so all right, let's play a little. I think we got to win at least three games, or four games. Like of the next, like three of the next three four. Or four. Four. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, can you can we get to the tournament? By losing the Clemson, is there any scenario where that plays yeah. out? Like if they go one and one this week and beat whoever they're supposed to beat on wins Tuesday, Tuesday. Wait, I guess we yes, Wednesday, Tuesday. Will we be on nine Tuesday? o'clock p.m. on Tuesday? I thought, or will we be in the Wednesday? I think selection. they're in Wednesday's bracket, right? They yeah. get a bye. Oh, you're talking Tuesday. about the AC tournament. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were talking yeah, about yeah, Clemson. No, yeah. no, if they split these two, no matter which way it goes, and win on Wednesday, I think they're okay, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably in by. They might get sent to Dayton, but they're yeah. in. Right. I think to avoid a. A play-in game scenario, or at least comfortably avoid it. You got to go win both. Yeah. I think their bracket guy said that either a team like that was with 15 losses had never been an at-large selection. So. Hmm. What are they at now? 14? 13? 13, I think. I think thir- 13 sounds more right than 14. I thought it was 12. Or maybe it's 12. Because what? Uh, 15 and 11. Let's see. Yeah, we're 17 and 12. So. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 So, I think he was saying, like, I think they were asking him if they can afford to, like, lose, you know, out. lose out. They can't lose oh, out. Yeah. No, no can't. they can't. They can't lose out. They can't, they can't lose and out. And they really don't want to go one and two. I mean, because no. that means at least one really bad loss yeah. in the well, ACC tournament. Oh, in the ACC tournament, yeah. Yeah. Because you're gonna you're facing a sub-100 RPI team yeah. on Wednesday. And, I mean, on paper, you know, things look somewhat favorable for State, but, of course, you know, we've got to go to Set Clemson. Set the paper on fire. <laughs> yeah. 
Go the to paper lies. Face Clemson yeah. in Little John, the, the final game in Little John before they go under uh, some major I'm renovations there. I'm sure it will there. be. There will be hundreds. And <laughs> oh, come on. That's, Listen, I love. Do you think Godfrey to take a layup in, in Little John? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That no, would be great. The Clemson players were, were tweeting out that they were mad at the fans for not, and the students for not showing up um, oh, really? on Saturday. Yeah. Wow. So wow. I'm just saying. Well, I don't know. Maybe I mean, an angry crowd. Maybe they fall asleep yeah. at those games like the rest of us that watch them play. The uh, the Clemson players are pulling the Roy and demanding <laughs> better fan support. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough two games to close out the season. So um, yeah, we'll but, see how. Yeah. I don't want any part yeah, of Little John at nine o'clock. No, because Christmas nope. is is yeah he's killing Although, right now. You know what? If they play like they did on Saturday, like. They just don't seem to. I mean, honestly, like he just looks like packed it in. They've all packed it in. Yeah, it's I sad. hope they pack it in. I mean, but it's going to be their final game. They need of the to year. make a decision. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for Christmas because Cooney's out there shooting thirty times. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that the fact that it's their final game of the year concerns me a good bit. But um, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, I guess. <laughs> there'll uh, be there'll probably be a decent Syracuse contingent there as well. If if last oh, game yeah. there was any indication, a lot of yeah, them live right. here. Yeah, yeah, right. a lot of them live here. They travel well. <laughs> they sure do. All right, well, let's take a break. Uh, the the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Armstrong, is going to join us here in the uh, second segment of the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. So what is it that people like most about Emilio's Italian restaurant? Cool atmosphere, lots of state memorabilia, tons of memories, just lots of things to reminisce about. The food's awesome. I've had just about everything on the menu, and it's all great. Chicken wings, hamburgers, lasagna, pizza, it's all great. I love coming. I've been coming here since 30 years since I was a kid, man. Find your own special reason for loving Amedio's Italian Restaurant in the heart of Raleigh, North Carolina. All right, folks, welcome back to the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. We have a returning guest with us this week. He uh, is a face that I'm sure many of you see every night uh, when you turn on WTBD 11 and watch the uh, sports segment. Uh, made a name for himself when he decided to incorporate Twitter into some of his sports cast and earned. earned that's what f- made him famous. Well, that's it. it, in, a, it in certain it, circles. <laughs> yes. Well, in this circle, it earned you a good deal of, of uh, respect and honor because uh, your ability to incorporate the the Twitterverse into a newscast. And I'm sure, no doubt, befuddle many, many of your viewers uh, is something that uh, I, you know, enjoy quite a bit. Uh, Mark Armstrong is back with us. How are you doing, sir? I'm wonderful. Thank yeah. you. Get Thank the man around the applause. The, uh, Come the, on, show him. The crowd here is <laughs> ten times what it was the first time I was here. Well, you know, today so there are ten people here. It's because of the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> today, Amedios, tomorrow, Manhattan, right? Isn't that how it goes? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I think that's. You wouldn't want to leave this place. Well, no, no. It's far too cozy. I, yeah. It, I'm a man of the people, and whenever I, I get big, I'm just, just remember my roots here at Amedios and never turn my back on them. All right. Uh, after that uh, <laughs> strong intro into your segment, Mark, how are you? I'm I'm very well. Uh, came straight here after the uh, six o'clock, and um, you're looking very quaffed. Yeah, as much as I can be, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so. Um, just looking forward to uh, this is the best part of the year. I mean, this is why the we podcast? work in that, yes. <laughs> that, 
and uh, ACC tournament almost upon us, the return yeah. match, which I know you guys especially love talking about, the return match between Duke and Carolina. Will be I, a it's treat. just and James. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I like I, the, that rivalry. I try my best to not say anything at all about <laughs> You've done that a much game. better job. I told you Slightly, that last time. Yeah. I, I did not hate watch it this year, which is a step in the right direction for me. You did very well. Um, so, but yeah. just tournament season in general. That's yeah. my yeah. personal favorite time of the year. And then maybe that first weekend of football where you, you stand out before the, the whatever game I happen to be at. And I never tire of being, like, when they do the initial, like, shoot the cannons, that gets the hair on the back of my neck up every time. Yeah. So yeah. that time of the year and then this time. But this time of the year, number one. Oh, yeah. I have no more favorite days than those first two days of the NCAA tournament where it's just yeah. wall-to-wall basketball. One of these days, I'm going to remember to actually take off those two days from work and enjoy and soak in the entire day. Well, you you got to get the surgical procedure that's always advertised to do it. Uh, oh, God. Been there, done that. Um, oh, so okay. I, 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 During the, doc- the NCAA tournament? No, I didn't What about just being in. extra safe and doing <laughs> actually, it again? Yeah. Actually, my timing might work out perfectly for that this yeah. year. So. Yeah, that's right. So, soon to be dad of twins. Yeah, um, and then dad of no more. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, cash in on that. Uh, get the frozen pre, uh, frozen pea treatment and uh, kick back and watch uh, two solid days of basketball. Um, yeah, I, I can't use that excuse anymore, but uh, you know I've got enough vacation day, you know, uh, stacked away to where I should actually put some forethought into it and take those two days off. But before I had a family and you know I could haphazardly take vacation days, I used to always take those two days <laughs> yes. off. I used to take half days and leave right before lunch. Yeah. Now, do you just watch it at home? See, uh, I've always wanted to go so to Vegas and I, watch it in a sports book where everybody's going crazy well, with the ups and downs of everything. I went game. to High Vegas yeah. for the like Final Four one year, and that was awesome. But I've never been for the for the opening round. We, um, I was the the advantage or the disadvantage of being the first of my friends to graduate from college, so they were all still in college while I was working. So for a couple of years there, I would just like go crash on their couch with them, and they uh, <laughs> they of course had no obligations because they were in college. Um, oh, and God. watch it. What a utopia that was. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it, there is something though. To, I think watching the tournament, uh, you know, slyly on your desktop at work, you know, and, and kind of you know, emailing your coworkers. Oh, did you hear about the you know. That's a whole uh, cottage industry, isn't it? Yeah. And they have like little special computer apps where you oh, can yeah. look like you're looking at a spreadsheet of some sort. Yeah, no, yeah. CBS had yeah. their whole boss button thing, right. uh, which was was great. I thought it was pretty clever on their part. Uh, yes, you're right. It, this is a wonderful time of year, and um, it's when we, you know, determine the bona fide real ACC champion. None of this ACC regular season championship nonsense. That that. That I don't know if I'll ever stop being salty about. So, <laughs> interesting stat. Virginia, if they win tonight, will be the first regular season back-to-back champions outside North Carolina ever. Really? Ever? No, no other – yeah, no wow. non-North Carolina team has won back-to-back regular season titles. And That's doing great. it in a walk. Yeah. 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 Basically. Like walking to – and you can talk about schedule imbalances, but, like, the teams around here, I think their league strength of schedules are near the bottom half of the league too, are they not? 
So hmm. I uh, I'd have to double check that. But the last time I saw a table like that, that our local schools here too, were I, NC State's is high. Hmm. The other two, Duke and Carolina, other than playing each other, had played a relatively easy league schedule too. I think. And hmm. Lauren, yeah. this is something that you're expert at. They're, they're middle of the correct pack. Correct me yeah, if I'm talking middle-ish. completely Duke, out Duke, of my mind. No, no, no. Are middle of the pack. Yeah, and Virginia right. and Syracuse. It was hard to catch Syracuse. Too. Syracuse was the worst for like a long time because yeah. you saw their beginning schedule. It was. Awful. But, but the perception yeah. that the local teams here are running a gauntlet that Virginia is not having to go it's through. Not are a, you specifically not responding in. to Coach K's comments on Saturday? Oh, no, no. I didn't hear it. I didn't even <laughs> hear that. It's not oh, entirely really? true. Yeah. He, he brought it's, this up, basically. It's, oh. certainly not a, about it. it's certainly not a two-game difference, which is the cushion that Virginia has right now. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I mean, no for, they they get all the they and, deserve all the credit. And to think they this. would have run the table, save for a, a near miraculous comeback by the level right. that Duke had to take their game yep. to to win that game yep. was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Virginia yeah, is, has just turned into this team that they don't screw up. They are like, currently down eight to two to Syracuse with ten minutes gone. <laughs> they're they're uh, two their points in the first has, ten. Their offense has taken a terrible nosedive yeah. uh, since Justin Anderson yeah. got hurt. But they are still playing an elite level of defense that really no one in the league is matching. No. Game and in and game out, especially. It's been enough to survive some close calls without Anderson. And I don't know what – originally Anderson was supposed to come back right around tournament now, time. And or I don't, now. And yeah, no. I haven't heard anything. I, I hope he makes it back at least for the start of the NCAA tournament because they're a much different team if they have a healthy the, Anderson. The, ra- the wraps yeah. on his thumb look smaller every time I see him. Yeah. That's the extent of my <laughs> medical in, knowledge. Encouraging, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we have faith that moving forward that uh, this is a thing that Tony Bennett can continue on when he loses some of these experienced guys? Or can we expect him to take dips? He lost well, those two losing. guys from last yeah, year. Yeah, and they're they're keeping everyone. Probably. I mean, they lost uh, Harris, and I'm forgetting the big guy. Mitchell. Mitchell. Mitchell, and didn't got better. So they're losing Atkins, and that's it this year, unless Justin Anderson goes pro. Right. So well, they're yes. not getting any there's, first time. There's no reason to believe next year they won't be really, really good again. Oh, they yeah. might get one from me. We'll see. What no, happens. we're resigned to this medieval torture device of a team year after year. <laughs> that just yeah, that just sucks the life out of everyone they play. Oh, the future of basketball guys. We're watching it right now. Did you read that Seth Davis uh, piece today about all that? No, stuff that's no. a popular talk. It's pretty good actually about huh. what in his mind is to blame for the. You know, current state of college basketball, the state that most people think is not what it ought to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, did he have? What did he postulate? He he wants uh, the well, he wants a shorter. There was a whole number of things. A shorter shot clock, uh, refereeing to go back to calling all the physical plays to so let the fluidity of the game come back. He wants the lane widened. Wow, uh, it's not asking for much. Of my head. No, it's a whole bunch of stuff, but he puts the onus. The interesting thing is he puts the onus squarely on the coaches. Uh, hmm. The timeouts is another thing he brought up, in that everybody thinks they Thank need you. to cut timeouts at least in half, except uh-huh. every year the coaches vote that down because it, <laughs> it gives them less control, yeah. which is what coaches crave most of all, right? Yes. I'm guessing and after the this same year's with the fouls, I think, because I think they got pushed back you know, when they started calling it tighter. So that was from the officials. In the, the, but the coaches are getting the pushback to the league, and then the league hires them. So it's like yeah. Well, so there was yeah. So there was, but he put it more squarely at the foot of the coaches. Yeah. That they have to give up some control and mm-hmm. let the players. There is play. a lot of overcoaching that happens. There's right. no question about it. Yes. I would love it if it went down to like three timeouts, and maybe not then not get rid of the use it or lose it timeout entirely, and then cut one more. 
and just yeah. have them. Because, I mean, I wouldn't mind if, people, the user loser gets burned on the last possession meaningless, not meaninglessly, but for mm-hmm. no real reason at the end of every half. They don't. I, no one. You don't need it to draw up that last play. Just play. Just run it. I wouldn't mind if if you uh, let's say you kept your five timeouts, but if one of them happens when you would have taken the next media timeout, just let that be the media timeout. I mean, there's no reason to have commercial. Uh, yeah, well, like the, the version of the NFL's touchdown oh, commercial yes. kickoff commercial. <laughs> the worst. Right. <laughs> yes, uh, it worked to state's benefit in Chapel Hill this past weekend, but. Um, yeah, it, it is kind of excruciating to sit through if you if you don't have a, a vested interest in how the game plays out. Are you uh, are you guys are you guys Virginia appreciators? Or? I am. Yeah, I really like Virginia. I, like I, Virginia. I appreciate how they play. Before Anderson got hurt, they actually played an, a good. They were a good offensive team too. No, that's, they can score. They could score. Yeah. They I really struggled yeah. scoring without him, and it's gotten uglier. But they were not an ugly team to watch last year or most of this year. Yes, I, I can not, appreciate the excellence. It's not like watching excellence. Clemson or Georgia Tech, who runs slow and just sucks at putting the basketball yeah. in Clemson the hoop. Clemson and Georgia Tech put off shooting because it's an upsetting thing for them to do. <laughs> because it's difficult. And for all of us. Yeah. I'll yeah. pass. Here's the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I, rather not shoot. <laughs> you know, I think we all like to see you know high-level basketball, however it's played, but... Um, you know. guys played the role of Virginia on against Chapel Hill, so I, or against Carolina, so yeah, we we talked about. Because I was thinking that I was like, well, I hope the fans that don't like Virginia pre- didn't, you know, I'm sure they hated this game because it was the oh, same yeah. thing. That's what Virginia does is what <laughs> State did to North Carolina on both ends. They even looked a little pack ish on defense. I thought. Well, I I don't know how you get the genie back in the bottle as far as you know you know going back to the days of. When, yeah. you know, like you've watched, uh, I, you know, on, you know, the ACC.com has their vault where you can go back and watch games. You know, I watched some of that 98 game uh, in Chapel Hill and even like the 87 game, the ACC title game. Mm-hmm. Just nobody contacted one another. There was just That's very little thing. physical contact. It's all about, to me, it's, that is the It's the officiating. Thing. I mean, you've got, there's got to be like an, a division, a full division one mandate to just call fouls like crazy. They've got to rip have, the band-aid off. They'd have to. There would be basically an entire year where the game is terrible, but it would end up in a better state. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'd have to. You'd have to. You have to get that mentality out of the coaches. Right now, coaches teach that because it. Because you teach a model where you get away with as much as you can, and you push Mm -hmm. the physicality up and up to a level, and then you find the level where they're going to call it, and that's where you you play at. That's how everyone plays now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and there's I, no fluidity of motion, right? Like right. Like you were saying. No, nobody cuts through the key no. unimpeded without tugs and elbows. Yep. And yeah, it, it's... And guys have gotten really good at doing things off the ball as well that the referees can't see everything. And yeah, he, that, it's tricky for a ref to watch all five matchups on the court simultaneously. It's um, You know, they have their keys that they look at during a play. But you're right, Alarn. I mean, you know, as guys are trying to free themselves up, you know, and, and like Ralston's, you know, maneuver across the baseline, I mean, there's yeah, tons of, scre- like, physical screens, you know, that we, we get away with, I'm sure, you know, trying to free him up. Um, it's Or, you can't or guys it. bumping him. It's all of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if this brings you any peace months after the fact, but Utah actually got called for that running out of bounds and being the first to catch oh, the really? running bounds against Arizona oh. at some point. Glad we weren't the only one. <laughs> it was Ralston at Purdue, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it's a yeah. critical juncture of the game. Yes, yeah, very critical juncture. Yeah. I've forgotten game. about that. That's yeah, that, it, I don't it, know how. It ranked right up there with the uh, court wiping incident in the <laughs> ACC tournament against Maryland uh, many moons ago. Uh, all right, Mark, let's get into it. Why are you trying to horn in on the podcast game here locally? Um, Seriously, geez. what's that about? <laughs> this is the real reason I brought you here today. It was to take you to task. I wanted kind of a, a less. What, what I think you guys are known for mostly is your sex appeal. <laughs> yes. I wanted one that was more just nuts and bolts about basketball. Right. And less the frivolities of celebrity right. life and yeah. this kind of stuff. Just yeah. No, I, I can understand that. <laughs> um, no, I I uh, I mean it's just an ongoing conversation at TV stations is how do we get more content out? It, it's so much more of a. It's not just the news at 6 and 11 anymore. I mean, you got to have a vibrant website. And, Hire uh, Lauren. She'll write like 10,000 words a day if you right. ask her to. That's right. A ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, just, so, and then obviously, yeah, the, 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 the other dominant station in town has uh, quite the staffing capability and yeah. resources. So That's a tough we don't we don't have that. Right. I mean, we've got we're owned by Disney, so there's not a shortage of money. Certainly, <laughs> it's the money that they give to us. Right. That's in shorter supply. Um, they just so yeah, so it just came out of that. Is what you're saying? So I bro- I just broached the subject with uh, you know I kind of got friendly with Todd just actually along the March Madness Road. We when he was a walk on his last year we'd see him out yes uh, let's, let's let's plug your show this is the brain trust yes uh todd zafirovsky todd zafirovsky who is one of the all-time walk-ons at duke um, <laughs> all-timer free time he's, he's, he's duke's will roach yeah. yeah there you and, go and then bobby fraser who was uh people will remember him from north carolina oh that yes. is really his best season as a freshman mm-hmm. um and, and when they were completely stripped of all their 05 title team talent um, but was a very competent player. And then, of course, Julius Hodge, you guys are well familiar with, all ACC player of the year, that kind of thing. And that was part of part of my vision for the podcast, too, was obviously one guy from each of the three schools. But then uh-huh. I, I liked the idea of having the three different tiers of yeah. players' perspective sort of a as well. star, role player, walk-on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. So I thought that would bring something unique to it. So um, it's a work in progress, but I think we, we provide some value if you want to sit down for it. half an hour. I in will say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I listen to them. Uh, they're about uh, 30 minutes or so in length, so a, a good you know drive time listen. Uh, when you do, you do you have the consistent schedule you put them out? Or? Uh, well, we try to do it weekly. I mean, last year or last week, rather, the, the weather snafu'd that so because yeah. we want to do it because bobby and julius do it in person they come to the studios at abc 11 so it'll be three of us there and then todd lives and works out of chicago so uh last on, the todd. most recent one he was actually in town visiting for a game so it was all four of us together but usually it's the three of us in person because that facilitates much more easy yeah. conversation obviously just like we're having right now right i don't want it to be uh, mark, I can't, I mark can't, armstrong interviews these three guys for 30 minutes i can't tell you and this is not to to downplay when we do it on Skype, how much better the show comes off, in my opinion, when it's in person. There's just something about having a face-to-face interaction yeah. that makes things uh, infinitely better. Right. Yeah. Because there's no awkward pauses or pointing, you know, you're, you're, oh, are they done with their point? That sort of thing. So, uh, and of course, Jules is, Jules is Jules. I mean, he's great on, on the show and uh, he's been great on the show here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, so. uh, and I think, you know, there's a little bit where, you know, these guys, Jules kind of says what's on his mind. Um, Bobby, I, th- I think, fairly says what's on his mind, too. He's not going to rip into Roy Williams or anything like that because, <laughs> I mean, A, because he doesn't feel that would be um, justified. Right. But um, and Todd, I think, you know, when, when Rashid Suleiman came up initially, Todd, I think, provides a perspective that other people are not going to be right. I mean, he was roommates with Rashid for a while, uh, teammates with him for several years. 
Um, so next time, whenever we tape this week, I mean, that's obviously going to be a topic again that Todd yeah. can readdress. And so I don't know. I mean, there's. I, I, like, I, like I say, hopefully we, we provide something uh, entertaining for 30. I think our last one was 43 minutes when it was the four of us in person. So you just naturally are right. a little more verbose. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we have trouble keeping this thing down. We <laughs> 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 understand the down. problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, the last episode, I believe, was uh, was great because you guys talked about, um, you know, one of the topics of, with Todd was, you know, Wojo being his big man coach, I think. Was that this past one or the one before? Uh, that, I, you might, are you talking about the uh, the uh, good cop, bad cop right, stuff? Where right, Wojo right. was the bad cop of Duke. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see that. Uh, and as Bobby correctly mentioned, on the, there's a little bit of that Napoleon complex uh, kicking in because I never quite understood why he was the big man's coach at Duke all those years. It still is, but... There you go. I mean, it, you know, he's not afraid to, to get up in the face of guys who were a foot taller than him. And he wasn't an entirely big man himself physically, but <laughs> no. carried himself as such. Or at least he, he garnered the respect of the players in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And he sweated on me at one time, so there's that as well. But, I mean, my favorite. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> okay. Wanted to see if anybody would no, take that I was gonna with s- it. No, I was about to start talking, but no, please, unfurl that one a little yeah. further. Uh, yeah. No, it was one of the El Nino years. I was covering a game in uh, Cameron, and it was like 90 degrees in, in Cameron in like mid-February. And he hit a three and backed into the scorer's table. And as you well know, Cameron gives you zero space to operate as a as a sideline uh, reporter, and he just backed right into the table. And he was every bit as sweaty as a man who'd been playing for 30 minutes in a 90 degree gym would be. And just it was the most disgusting experience I've ever had covering the game of basketball. There's not many other experiences not, not where it's been very disgusting. Not to the along came Polly extent. Or, you know, that scene. <laughs> yeah, like that's what slowly. I was thinking about. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, it was not a, uh, uh, oh, <laughs> who's the, 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 the guy who's passed away? I'm sorry. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite that. But, no. um, yeah, it's right up there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been uh, fun listening to that. And so I think definitely anybody who's a fan of our show should definitely check out your show as well. Um, Appreciate it's been that. fun after here. you watch this. Listen yeah, to this listen show. to this right. first, and then if you got any time left sure. over, and then you know some old ones if you haven't gotten to them before, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. go then, through the entire back catalog of Reddick and Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess listen to his podcast. It's listen fine. to Whatever. us preview the West Virginia game, and then <laughs> skip ahead. And Very relevant. Yes. Uh, so Mark, I, you know, we've also, uh, you know, I've gotten to know you through, you know, other events like the uh, Triangle Media Rider Cup as well. And, you know, I think it's just. Um, Gracious they, losers, both you guys. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and again, I didn't bring you on here to uh, to rub that in your face, but Austin, no. thank you very much for mentioning that. Well, I'm done. I'm, I'm retired now. So. The one year I captained the team, we were winners. Yeah, that's so I'll, I'll wash my hands of the defeats the last two seasons. Um that's kind of the, what the Tom Watson effect this year. Uh, or, or we we may yeah. There's like a crisis in the like traditional nobody, media where we're trying to rediscover the magic of yeah, the early years. Yeah. But uh, I would say you're definitely the everyman of uh, the, the local. Well, that's not fair. I mean, we've had Tom Suter on the show. He's been great. Um, you know, Jeff Gravely, I'm sure. Is, I, we're, I, I would think I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I can confirm that. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think the Triangle's pretty blessed to have a lot of good, you know, uh, sportscasters and news in general here in the area, wouldn't you say? I mean, I don't know what other markets you've been in prior to now, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, I'm happy to have arrived here. I would have never 
it, it never occurred to me at any point in my life before I got here that I would be coming here. Uh-huh. I, I, I was sitting, and I may have told this story the last time I was on, I was sitting in a, because I worked in Baltimore for two, two years prior to coming here. I was sitting in a bar in Baltimore, and my agent at the time called me on my cell phone on like a Friday afternoon that I had off randomly and said that Raleigh Durham wants to talk to you. Now, let's, let's, let's make the distinction time right. out here. No, that's what she said, I, and I realize the ire I'm raising, but that's the, what was the said The town to of me. Raleigh Durham. Oh, I'm just, just relating. The t- Dash. Welcome in, to the Dash of Raleigh Durham. In TV market parlance, I think that's right. how it's that's referred. That's fair, yeah. but if yeah. you're like a it's real a estate dude trying to sell something, I want to slap whoever that. named that damn airport Raleigh Durham International. Yeah, anyway, so, go ahead. So they said they're interested in speaking to me, and I said, what, for the weekend job? And they said, no, they want you to be interested in you for the main weekday job. I mean, I knew, like everybody else does, I mean, I knew of NC State. I wasn't ignorant to NC State. I knew of NC State. That's but very like, kind of you, sir. Right. But like I'm, any person. I mean, I'd watched Philip Rivers, you know, go up to Ohio State and, and things like this. I'd seen that. I think I'd seen maybe a Vanderbilt game where <laughs> things went horribly wrong. No, yes. that didn't happen. <laughs> no. Um, no, you must be thinking of somebody else. But I knew oh. it was a vibrant. And I, even then, when I'm working in Baltimore, I, I've always loved college sports more than pro sports. So... I knew it was this incredibly vibrant area yeah. for college sports, so I basically ran down here um, and interviewed, and they offered me the job, and it's been you know ten and a half years. Wow, ten years. Yeah. Now, did you get a chance to? You know, we've talked recently about the passing of Don Che. I don't know if you had a chance to interact with him. He, of course, was a longtime sports guy at WTVD where you work. Yeah. No, he was a great. I would speak to him probably every third week. He would call. Sometimes he's calling because he had an event. He was trying to drum up some support, ask if I could get a camera out there or whatever. But right. unfailingly, the every conversation ended with him saying something like, you're doing a fantastic job, you know, in his Don Shea voice. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're doing a fantastic job. I watch, watch all the time and uh, keep up the great work. He was just unfailingly encouraging like that and just a really positive and fun guy to be around. I mean, I've spent some time in like media hospitality rooms with him. I think it yep. maybe like a Belk Bowl or something like that. Yeah. The man was old school. Yeah, he's just <laughs> spilling out stories. He was just a guy that was fun to be around. Yeah. Yeah, It's it, I, it hit me just the other day. Like, you know, man, we're, we, there's not going to be any more Don Shea shows. And, and it, it stinks. It really does. Um, I, You know, life goes on. But he was definitely one of those key voices in NC State history and I know he loved being a part of, you know, this university and, and promoting it. And, you know, he came from San Francisco, and, you know, uh, you from Baltimore had some inkling of NC State. I can't imagine that he had a huge idea about NC State uh, when he got here. But, um, you know, he, he ingrained himself to the culture here, and, and I think he fell in love with us, and we fell in love with him and his work with the coaches' shows. And, um, you know, he's, he's missed, man. He really is. Yeah, and I, I attended the funeral, and it was, I mean, it was quite a thing to hear his friends talking, especially his best friend, whose name is eluding me right now, but the emotion just poured out of him, mm-hmm. what it meant to lose, you know, a guy that had been his best friend for years. And uh, I don't know, it's, I know Don loved the area, obviously, and completely immersed him, and that's what happens. I mean, that's what's happened to me. Is you know I didn't know anything about it really beyond just the surface stuff, and then you come here and you realize what an amazing area it is. Now that I have kids, what an incredible area it is. Obviously in a sporting sense, but then just to yeah. live. And so I think that part of what you're to answer your earlier question about the people that are in the media here on on the TV stations, you come here and then you realize I don't I don't need to go anywhere else. This right. is not a rung on a ladder here. This is a place to call the end of the road. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Gravely actually worked here at WREL for a time, left and did some stuff in Columbus, Ohio. and Cleveland. Then, yeah, Cleveland. And uh, came back. And, and so, yeah, I, it's, it's definitely a destination spot uh, for, you know, uh, folks like myself and, and, and anybody else. Um, I, I can't imagine living anywhere else. It's, um, it's a wonderful place to be and, and you know, uh, it's... And this is fun. I, like you said, if you're if you're a fan of college sports, this is one of the epicenters, right? I mean, yeah. I can't. I, th- I, can't I don't. What else can you think? Of where there's three major universities in, in the in, and and to set up the fan dynamic that it creates right. for better right. or worse, it's it's so much fun. I've heard the argument made for the Kentucky Lexington or excuse me, uh, Kentucky Louisville and then Cincinnati since they're so close to the border. No, of Kentucky. it's Kentucky Louisville and Indiana. That's what Indiana? they tried to make into a triangle. Oh, okay. 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 Much further apart. Than like I mean, that's what I remember. I, I saw that article though, and how I was much, just I like, mean, how, "Is that is there really a lot of fan base leagues. overlap there?" <laughs> You're right. You're right. The three rivalry, separate. though. Yeah, yeah. I, well, they just need to stop. Just because they want to like stab each other in the face or whatever crazy <laughs> things they do doesn't mean that like they have more basketball. Passion just because Lexington is the meth lab capital of the world doesn't mean. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm one who obviously I come. I went to school at Utah, so which I remind everybody far too much of, but. I mean, for me, the Utah BYU rivalry is just as ferocious and passionate as anything we have here, uh-huh. as anything oh, that yeah. the people in Louisville and Kentucky. I mean, that's the joy of college sports. Is why why do we have to rank what the rivalries are? I mean, that that's such a waste. Everybody of well, have to rank it, it all, list. Everything yeah. needs to be in a list. It just always amuses me that the fact that they like commit crimes against each other somehow <laughs> uses proof that they have a more passion. Yeah, I'm right. like, wait, so this they're getting rewarded the for being column. insane? <laughs> right. I yeah. don't think that's a yeah. good. Well, thing. look how passionate Auburn, Alabama. Is because that guy killed a whole bunch of trees, you know. Like uh, I don't know that if that really, it. yeah, that I mean, seals the deal. Just proves that guy's an idiot. That's what that proves. <laughs> right. Sorry right. that y'all have more of those. So uh, it is a great place to be, and we're we're happy you're here. And um, uh, I wanted to, gosh, I feel like there was one more question I had for you, um, and now you should write this me. stuff down. Yeah, you know, uh, if 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 a, if a man were to, I, take I always notes, plan my podcast, James. Just as <laughs> oh. a, I didn't invite you on. Makes your bullet points. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> I have one month left at maximum until my twins are born. So what's your piece of advice, since I've got you Uh-oh. here, on um, how to deal with newborn twins? I The b- biggest thing is that the fatigue was not nearly as crippling as I anticipated it to That's be. That's good. Now, I, I worked out intravenously doing coffee for a while. Yeah, so. yeah. So I was so worked up thinking I was going to be a, a zombie for a good year and a half Speed. or something. but. I don't know. Maybe because I have that weird kind of evening schedule where I don't even go to bed until 2.33 in the morning just because of the schedule I work. Mm. But I was up for that middle-of-the-night stuff, and then my wife would be up early in the morning. So that worked out wonderfully for us. But, you'll, right. I mean, just most of all, you'll just you'll enjoy it. And, and, part, it's so much, and every parent of twins annoyingly says this, but you'll just watch how completely different these two people who spent, you know, eight and a half months in, in the womb. Doing a lot of, together, they're doing a lot of elbowing and stuff right now. <laughs> they're already jockeying for position. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, can we talk about you making snowmen at one in the morning uh, in your neighborhood? Uh, I bought a pair of bib winter pants <laughs> and proper winter boots, and I felt like I could have climbed Everest. I walked outside, and there was nobody out there, and I, I really felt like I was the last person on the face. It was so peaceful. and You're I Will Forte. Right. Yes. And then, so I don't know. I I try to be a a, a, a dad. Kid. I try to be a. I was being a kid <laughs> about it. I was trying to get first tracks down our street, but uh, but the snow was too sticky, so that didn't work out. So then I just marched around the 
main drag for a while and just looked around at all the trees. And then I went back and then I thought, you know what, I should make some snowmen. And everybody... I built a snowman too, but I was under orders for my son. He's <laughs> not quite old enough to build a snowman himself, but he's plenty old enough to tell his dad to do it. <laughs> make it so, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, I just feared that maybe some of your neighbors were calling Neighborhood Watch on your uh, for being. <laughs> they out they of, may like, very well have been. My wife woke up at one thirty and was wondering why the garage door was open and I was nowhere <laughs> to be found. So that was the only strife that came of it. Do you feel more prepared for winter weather here than your average North Carolinian? I wasn't until I got my bib winter pants and my winter boots, and then I felt <laughs> like I honestly I was uh, it's so much in my elements. It was I had a goofy big smile on my face, just mm-hmm. jumping into hills and stuff like that. Now, but should, you're Canadian, so yes, you, you should right. have been really ready. For I know, this. but uh, it's been a long time <laughs> I since I learned. I mean, Utah Utah has like fun winter where you get tons of snow. But it's like sunny and not too cold. I mean, it gets cold. Don't get me wrong, but I, uh, I miss. I wish we had like maybe three weeks of fun winter here every year. But the reality is, we so rarely get snow that. And we get crippled. I'm by determined it, yeah. to take the, you know, make the most of it. Yeah, if 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 snow is your thing, don't have kids because then you get stuck uh, having to be home with them when school is canceled for one flake of snow and. Uh, I, ugh, filling out my timesheet today at work was a, a bear because it was, man, I missed an entire, like, half a week of work just trying to uh, make that happen. I, I would love for someone to do a study on how much productivity is lost in the Triangle area whenever snow days uh, occur. Maybe we, somebody out there, if you're listening, make this happen. I don't know. Okay, oh, Debbie Downer. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. Well, no, I mean, you know, I... I <laughs> Just man up, Wake County. Well, it's and, like uh, those ones we always see at this no, time of year, how much productivity is lost to March Madness. Well, I would okay. much rather lose productivity to March Madness than... The work gets done, eventually. <laughs> yeah. The reality of the situation is a lot of people don't have a, as much work as they do 40 hours in a week. This so, is true. Well, I... People managed. are going to lose productivity to something, is what I'm saying. Okay. Be it March Madness or Twitter, maybe Twitter. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You know, well, whatever your distraction is. Well, Mark, you mentioned you're a big Utes fan. Uh, you know, uh, what's I, I wanted I, the question I was going to ask you is when you came here. Obviously, you were you know a fan of the school, but weren't really, I guess, familiar with all the dynamic here in the Triangle. You know, we talked about in the first segment the fact that State historically has struggled in their you know games against Carolina. There's a term for it, of course. Um, as an outsider, do you feel that maybe that's just a perception thing? That's like, are there other teams outside of the triangle of, of our little sphere of influence that struggle uh, after you know things like that? Is NC State stuff a legit thing? Uh, let me I let mean, me I've drive been, to the point. Sure, I've been here long enough that I believe in it. Uh huh. Believe in it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I wouldn't even necessarily characterize BC as being that. Really? Though. Okay. I, I think of my 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 impression of it is let the record state that Lauren made a physical effort to get to the microphone just to sigh audibly. Duly I mean, noted. I guess when we're talking about what you're talking about, I think of like the weird things that can happen right. that turn the tide, not just not showing up. Not Boston College. Like right. we're not talking about the Boston College game. That's right. not NC State stuff. No, that like Ralston Turner, Turner getting called for stepping out of bounds and catch, like something that we were like, what? <laughs> yes. Like yeah. who does People that happen to? You have to go, to have to go for... Google the rules right. yeah. to figure out whether <laughs> yeah. or not that call was correct. Stuff right. like that. 
Yeah, and, and there are countless other examples just in the 10 years I've been here, that none of which are coming to my head right now, of course. But, no, I, I mean, I, but there are certain things that just seem like they are magnetically only attracted to your teams. So I, uh, you know, that begs the question. I, you know, how how are how are what did we do wrong? Yeah, who who did we hire in the universe to make this a thing? These are questions probably best directed to the Pope. Mm. Uh, I don't know Obama. Certainly not somebody in yeah, my uh, in my Obama. shoes. No, I don't. No, yeah, no, Obama could probably answer that. Oh well, yeah, get Hayes Permar. He can get you Obama to answer that oh. question. Oh, easy. Yeah. Hayes would just pose you questions about which kid would you rather injure in order to win a national title. Oh, that was a classic. I think <laughs> that was the entire. Yeah. But I think that what's a, a byproduct of that is don't you get to enjoy the big moments like beating Carolina at their place? Don't you enjoy that more than? You would Another think, team would. but you can only relish it for so long before you lose to BC, and then like yeah. the whole mojo dies. And then I think the other byproduct—I don't want to call it a silver lining because it's not a silver lining for you guys. The other byproduct is just you guys, yeah. in my impression, have the best sense of humor yeah. of the three fan bases in the triangle. Well, for and there that's are, born, and that's born of turned, pain, right? There are some of us who have turned it into sort of a yeah, a you can fun self-loathing sort of thing, right? Where it's all very tongue-in-cheek. But there are plenty of the fan base who have not sort of taken it in stride. And they're right? called State Fans Nation. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that outlet is called State Fans Nation. And they have sort of turned their anger in a very sort of mean place. Yeah. Which I don't think is good for them or for the perception of our fan base. I guess, yeah. yeah I mean, different people need to handle the, the tough parts differently. Right, right. I mean, everybody has their coping mechanisms, and, but I just, I mean, I know a lot of people that are genuinely hilarious, and I think it's yeah. directly related right. to the pain they've gone through, and that that's how it comes out. Well, let me let me ask you this. Uh, this is a debate I wage within myself. Uh, <laughs> within would, would you? What are you, Bill Bixby? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, you don't want me, you don't want to see when I'm angry. Um, do you do you think it's better? You kind of touched on this. Is it better for a team to have you know sharp, punctuated moments of greatness that you just are exuberant about, followed around by you know uh, periods of mediocrity, or you know high levels of success where anything short of a national title is a disappointment? Is that really a question? Well, yeah, I mean, it, the question is, can you fully enjoy a national title if that's expected every year? I, I mean, I, I don't, yes. I don't, I think you would, of course, yes. You always want to be the team that's winning most mm. every one of your games. Right. That, that, of course, yes, you do want to do that. But in terms of the sheer enjoyment of it, if you're the team that, I mean, 83 means so much to people around here for a reason. I mean, that's back when things were still pretty good and 74 hadn't been that long ago. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, that's kind of the, like the whole thing why Debbie lets Tom O'Brien go because, if you're going to have seven or six or eight wins every year but never do it, wouldn't you rather have, to your what you're talking about, I think, is I would rather have a, an 11-2 and two season and then go five and six the next year. And you're much better off being Just Miami. have the chance that something could happen rather yeah. than monotonously, like, you know, having this tick-tock, tick-tock of mediocrity every year. It's uh, weird. Well, no, in, yeah. in basketball... I almost would rather be just good enough to make the tournament every year than, let's say, the Hurricanes, where Miami, the last really? five years, where they had that one awesome year, right? And you win the title, but then you don't even go to the tournament the rest of the time. Really? I don't know. I mean, I'd rather have a chance every year, right? Because a year to 
you get there, you don't know what's going to happen, right? And so the goal every year is sort of to get there in basketball. It's not like a professional sport where if you're not good enough, there's no chance. Like, mm. I would rather be – the Hurricanes have this problem here locally. They can never just be terrible. Uh, right. Maybe this year excluded. They try well, too no. hard no, to be. Now that it counts, no, no. they're winning they're, games. They're well and, out of the. And they're going to play their way out of franchise-changing guys. At least they have 25 <laughs> draft picks. So they seem helps, to be but. incapable of either being good or bad. They just live in this sort of pool of me. The worst place to live in professional sports is like just outside of the playoffs. Right. It, it's tough to get better there, and it's tough to. Um, but it's not like that in college because in college you're not like you don't get draft, get draft picks. picks or anything like that. So there's no real point in being awful in college. There's no advantage to being awful. Right. So I think you'd rather be mediocre and hope that somehow that mediocre trips itself into uh, a good run in I, March or something. My counterpoint like that. to that would be that people get tired of whatever level you're at. You, if yeah. It's, if well, it's always, just, yeah, always. Right. So uh, even unless in, you're like a Duke and you win a title every. 10-ish years, yeah, people are going to get tired of it. Right, right. So, I mean, you can you can just get into the tournament and hope things work out, but, you know, I hate to invoke his name, he who shall not be named, but... No, I mean, look, you know, if, if you're Mark Godfrey Sindic, just stays on the bubble for six or seven years, it, that's it. I mean, they, yeah, you're right, people get tired of it. Yeah. You could do it for a while, you have to eventually have a, a team that goes above and beyond that. Yeah. Um... So, but, but yeah, I really didn't intend I don't to this open this can of worms. By the way, I apologize. We're it's all right. That's <laughs> all right. Let's. Uh, I, I just you know I. It's an interesting philosophical question, and the answer to me is different between college and pro. Right. Yeah. Ideally, I mean, if you're not going to be a Duke or a Carolina or Kentucky every year, I would rather win a national title and then have eight years of suck surrounded around that national title. I mean, if that's the if that's the trade you're telling me to make, I'd make that trade any day. Right. Yeah. This is a more pleasant trade we're talking about than the one that Hayes had you talking about, by the way. Oh, where I had to injure kids? Yeah. yeah. But Your certainly, kids. I would take five really bad years <laughs> for one title. He was, like, title. picking out injuries and what he would have. Yeah. What, what type? <laughs> like, like and, and I mean, of course, Hayes... Took it, you know, like, would you tell the kid this is what it's for? Would you just randomly injuring him without him knowing why? Oh, and you had to be the one performing yeah, yeah. the. I had to be oh. the one who broke his arm. So uh, it's not or, even so simple as <laughs> just you so come terrible. home and your son has been. Right. Like, it has to be a pact that you and your son enter into, or, or you know, like, son. Well, it's not willingly cannot, on his part. It's you just can't, you. Yeah, it could be willingly on his part for you, know. It depends on how good of a job you've Gosh, done raising him. Yeah. Well, let's hope it never comes to that. Yeah, where the son is like, arm, I'm willing to take. Let's do this. I'm willing to take a compound lower leg fracture. Sure, Dad. Let's do this. Go ahead. One day he just walks up to it and hands you a hammer, and you're you like, just oh. you explain to him this is kind of the next logical step after when I tied that little string around your yeah, loose tooth exactly. and pulled Same the thing. door shut. Right. It's better for all of us in right. the long run. Yeah. Well, Dad, only if I get to go to Hillsborough Street with you. You're making <laughs> thousands of people happier. <laughs> oh well, Larry Stockner. Final uh, final closing thought. I mean, you know, he, you know, wonderful newscaster here in the area. I mean, what can you say about Larry, right? Uh, what can you say? I mean, it was obviously really terrible news, and there's no there's no putting anything else on it. It was terrible news. He's um, he's been doing his thing here, and he had earned the right. I mean, nobody deserves to get a diagnosis like that, regardless of who you are, what you do, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just putting that aside, I mean, he had really earned the right and was just wanting to do it for two or three more years. And after all the work he's done here, he had really earned the right to kind of walk away on his own terms, had that pulled away from him. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's 
I, I, I talk to him, you know, weekly probably, and uh, I mean, it's tough, man. There's no way to just take that in stride. Yeah. There's no way to take that in stride. So uh, he and his wife are just going to try and travel and enjoy each other before, you know, things inevitably start to get a little more rocky for him. And now, you know, we can always hope against hope that something gets sorted out in medical technology and medical research, but the reality is probably not going to be like that. So we just want Larry to have fun while he can have fun and enjoy his family while he can do that. Yeah, I was, I was happy that he made that decision and, and is going to take that time with his wife because I think, and you can probably attest to this, you've probably seen plenty of guys who just get wrapped up in it and lose track of time and, and they spend their entire life doing something and then uh, it's too late to do other things in their life. And so, you know, we just wish Larry the best of, uh, of luck. And so, uh, anyway, if you have the opportunity to pass that message along to him, for whatever it's worth from the folks here at Rudy I, No, Cruz's I podcast. will happily do that. And he values all the, the – certainly the outpouring of – I mean, he's been just blanketed in support. So he appreciates yeah. every person that's reached out. You got to witness the greatest golf shot I've ever made as part of the Triangle Media <laughs> Rider Cup several years ago. So uh, I, uh, I was happy to share that moment with him. So, um Anyway, uh, again, Mark, thank you very much for agreeing to, to join us, and good to see you again. And for Austin and Lauren, who have already taken off their headphones. We long ago quit on you. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably no, so. Uh, this is James Kroll saying so long from the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.